Are you a defense financial manager looking to invest in your career? Attend PDI, the Professional Development Institute in Phoenix, Arizona, May 29th to 31st. PDI is the premier annual training event for the DFM community with over 100 educational sessions, 300 speakers, and the ability to earn up to 150 continuing professional education credits. This three-day event enhances the knowledge and skills of defense financial managers in the DOD, U.S. Coast Guard, and public and private sectors. Register today at PDI2024.org. Early bird rates end April 30th. Hello and welcome to episode 559 of Leecast Podcast. I am Nick Cooper and joining me is Aiden of Rockarts. Hey, how's it going? No more yo, middle yo, names. Yo. <laughs> no, we're done with that now. We've evolved. Um, yeah, hey, on this episode, it's just the two of us. Colton is uh, hes a little traveling man, so he's going to be busy. Uh, and We're just going to go ahead and knock this out. It's probably going to be a little bit short because there's basically no news again. Um, but I'm hey, also on a headset mic, so sorry about that, boys. But it doesn't sound that bad. It's just definitely not like a $500 mic level of quality. But yeah, um, awesome. Uh, we have zero lead cast news on this episode. I'm sorry, maybe, maybe we have a tiny bit, but not very much. We have uh, probably no new news. We're going to talk about a, a new uh, a new sponsor of the show, though. Um, we'll go into bi-weekly. We're going to talk about, I think, the tournament format. Um, and sort of the uh, the benefits of double elimination, um, and I think that's that's where that section will head about head to. Um, we'll move into competitive league and talk about semifinals. Um, then we'll hear from at, uh, uh, NordVPN. Close it out with roundtable and a couple of emails. Adrian, how was your week, buddy? My week was great, man. I'm master tier. Poggers. So did you fin? You finished with enough time that you only have to play one game and you're guaranteed, right? Like it, so, you're guaranteed. Um, okay. Yeah, like, I, one, I I could have waited if I didn't play my series until Saturday. I could have 100% guaranteed it because then I couldn't have demoted. Uh, that being said, I wanted to play League of Legends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, are you are you sure you're not good? Because there's, I I guess there's still 15 days left. So you'd need to play one, which would only give you four. Wait, seven days. Uh, no, so it gives you one day for per, per game. So, like, oh, I have to win a couple. I see. And I have a couple, like, freebies, because, like, you, once you get yeah. promoted to Mastery, you have three, like, you can auto-lose these. Uh, that being said, I'm not too worried. Like, the reality is I played six Master Tier series this year, yeah. and I would have won, I think, five out of six of them if I didn't dodge the other ones, uh, which is kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Um, so, I don't know. I have a 60, like, 9% win rate on Tom Kench in Master Plus ELO. Uh, I'm not too worried, man. Like I'm also number one ranked Tom Kench on in the sorry in NA uh, on League of Legends. Yeah. I was number three in the world, which is fucking crazy. That's uh, exciting. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. I feel like I'm playing him really well. Uh, I, I want to talk about it. Like people talk about this with Colton because I think it's a better sure. like, group discussion. But like you guys always say, oh, Aiden's the better solo queue player, right? And the more and more I think about it, I actually just think I understand how solo queue works better than most people. Like like yeah it, uh, like. I don't think I'm that good at mechanically at the game. I don't think I'm that good at laning. I don't think I'm that good at CSing, which is pretty fucking obvious. Um, but, like, <laughs> I very much am, like, just down to fucking go bottom lane so early, and it's crazy. And I feel like, I don't know. I, I, the more and more I play, the worse I think I am at laning. And I, I just mm-hmm. don't think it matters, though. Like, a lot of people talk about how weak top lane is. It's also, you can also just play to your strengths, though. Like, fuck, man. Like, I, I feel great playing because I just don't give a fuck if I lose lane. Like, honestly, if I lose lane, I think I have a better chance of winning because then I'm not like trying to just beat my lane into the ground. Yeah, then you can make more proactive plays in more parts of the map that is is probably better for your team. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that, that's sort of the perspective that I have for it. I like it, maybe smashing your lane to like on, on a hard carry is the the most fun way to play top lane. And mm-hmm. like, hey, if that's what you want to play, okay. But I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to argue the value of like. Just an Orn absorbing pressure for twenty minutes, and then you come out like as a fucking beefy boy, you know? Oh, for sure. Or or a Tom Kench just leaving lane and not giving a fuck about CS to win the rest of the map. 
Yeah, no, 100%. Like, I don't know. It's fun, man. I threw in my series. I'm probably going to play, like, I'm going to probably try. Well, obviously, obviously, I have to play for Decay. But uh, if I win those games, I'm probably going to just, like, spam some games a little bit just to see where I can get. Like, I'm not going to play, mm. like, fucking 18 hours a day like some people Yeah. Do. But uh, <laughs> I, I do think, like, it'd be fun to try. Because, I mean, my games are 200 LP master, I'd say, on average right now. So, yeah. It's one of those It'd be where... fun to see how high you can get. It's one of those things that it's going to be fun to see if, like, I can... I mean, I, I think I'm at least playing at that level. That doesn't mean I can reach that level, obviously. Yeah. But I would say mm -hmm. it means I'm within 100 LP either way of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that's a pretty fair assumption. Um, you know, obviously, you can't just extrapolate, like, these are the people I'm playing against, so this is the rank I am, because I don't know if it necessarily, like, works that I way. I beat a challenger player, so I am challenger. Yeah, exactly. Um... But yeah, I mean, it, it, assuming you put in enough games, uh, like I have no doubt that you could be at, at least like Masters 150, if not. I do think it's really cool that. being Master tier uh, with like 50 games played, though. Like that's fucking, it's really really fun. Yeah, I feel like it's it is simultaneously really cool and simultaneously like, uh, okay, come on. Like, yeah, I mean, the reality, I think I could have got there with like 35 games played if I like played my first series, which is crazy. Like that feels like gross, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but either way, like super, super impressive. You're obviously playing really well. Um, pretty exciting that we uh, we have a master tier player again Ooh. on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, because no, so, you haven't finished you haven't you haven't finished masters before, right? Uh, last year I did, but yeah. Oh, oh, okay, you did. Um, uh, but like I thought in season seven or eight or whatever when I was playing, you Blitz hit Brain, it and then yeah, yeah, then I couldn't yeah. maintain it. So I see. Yeah, cool. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, no, I'm super, super excited. Uh, other than that, though, just finishing up Ghost of Tsushima is like a PlayStation game that I'm playing, just waiting for God of War mainly. Uh, that game's still sick, though. Uh, really enjoying it. I had a discussion on the Discord with someone about it. Uh, definitely some... It's fucking cool. It's a, it's a really good game. Would recommend if anyone has actually like a PlayStation, which I know still is crazy. The game, the fucking PlayStation's been out for, what, two years now, and people still fucking can't get PlayStation vibes. <laughs> I know. That's actually insane. I uh, I feel like I really want to get one. But I'm not really sure if I if I should. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, a, it, you know, all the like the subscription things like Game Pass, PlayStation yeah. Plus, all those mm -hmm. things. Dude, this is the first time in my life that I've just actually been playing stuff that are on those. And it, dude, it's the best fucking value I've ever gotten out of anything. You have to really? actually play shit. But like, I'm down here most of the time now because we have a puppy, so it's nice just to hang out here rather than my room on a computer. But like, yeah. fuck, I play like a new playstation game like every other weekend <laughs> like, interesting it's That's fucking sick. cool it's really really sick i've probably like played like i don't know I, I think this year i've played like 50 games like i would say most of them are on playstation too just from like a game pass thing which i know isn't free games but like it's worth its value like 50 yeah. times over or whatever so mm -hmm. it almost seems like like a service you're already gonna pay for and then you get it for like the, the games like in addition to that yeah you know? I, I would call it free even though i obviously did pay like whatever like a hundred bucks or whatever yeah for it. but like i don't know it, it makes it some money worth after i played the second game so yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but for sure. it's cool uh really really good other than that uh listen to some ruined king some more of that i'm getting through that it's been fucking awesome we'll talk about that in a little bit though <laughs> yeah, that'll, yeah that'll be a a good little segue into uh what we'll talk about next um, I actually, uh, attended a wedding in New York this week with my girlfriend and it was uh, a lot of fun. Um, Hey, <laughs> this is going to sound really obvious. New York's fucking big, dude. <laughs> and, uh, I, I don't think, I don't think the, like the pictures or maps like really do it justice. Um, it's, it's really, really big, uh, and got to, to explore and hang out, um, with some, some friends, um, did Central Park, went to the Rockefeller, Rockefeller Plaza, tried to go into the Empire State Building, but it's like $80 to go up to the top. Um, so we decided whack. What the fuck? against that. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe maybe if that were something that we both would enjoy, I'm really scared of heights, so I, I would have hated it anyway. Um, but it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, had some pizza, which was okay. I prefer the deep dish Ooh. style, I suppose. Maybe that's a hot take, but, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but other than that, uh, oh, I guess I played a pretty good amount of games this week. Uh, I think I played 10, <laughs> 11 ranked games and I think I went 10 and one, um, over the course of like two sessions, but <laughs> only one of the, well, I played one game, I think on Monday and then 10 games on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I guess hey, like, it turns out playing with people to, like, who are the, the games thing, cause, like, really good at the video game. You, oh, like, sorry. 
um you like you're duoing right for a lot of those games yeah mm-hmm. um i just want to fucking not to sh- not to shit on people it is fun calling people out like uh but anyways i post on twitter like hey i'm rank one oh, yeah. or whatever uh it, <laughs> bless their heart i don't think they were being mean they also apologized after it but i posted that and someone responded huh looks like you're getting carried queuing up you're uh 38 and 21 with an inflated rank as well glasses emoji uh and then they respond to their own tweet and they say um uh, in your last 15 games, uh, <laughs> uh, in your last 50, in your last 20 games, you've duoed 15 of them, and you're, you've only lost one. Huh? It seems like most of those games you're getting carried. And they linked it. It's like every single game that I have duoed in that match history is from Aram's normals or Flex. Um, <laughs> I, I've had I have zero duo queue games on that that account this yeah. year. And it's like, huh? It, <laughs> it's just so fucking weird, man. But yeah, it, it, it's really funny that like that's what you that's what you gather from that. Like as if not everyone can duo queue, right? Like, yeah, I, even I if I was I getting I'm... like like duo queued, and like uh, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, exactly. It, it was across like seven people. First of all, people aren't duoing with seven different people in fifteen games. Like, that's not <laughs> that's yeah, found, not happening. I found the follow up tweet. That's fifteen one duo in your last twenty games, and you're only plus twenty plus seventeen on the account overall. This is not looking very good. <laughs> only plus seventeen overall when you've played sixty games. Yeah, 50 well, games? Like... if I'm plus 17, though, Nick, like 14 of those uh, games come from my duo queue in this match history. So, like, that's why. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, you kind of, your, your cheeks at the game. Either way, they apologized, but, like, it's just funny, like, that people are so quick to fucking call you out for shit. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's, like, oh, I think a really good example of kind of the, not the, not the best, um, like, exa- well, a good example of why looking people up on OPGG isn't, like, the cut and dry like oh well we we win like we lose you know because oh, my, my it's favorite not... thing in the world is when people like look me up or whatever and they look up the guy who's like plat one oh and wilson my, yeah the same account name but like the actual yeah. one and they go oh my god you're plat one you're so fucking bad you've never played tom kench before why are you picking him and i'm yeah. like that's just not my account man <laughs> mm-hmm. it's so funny um but yeah it, uh, it, hey, it turns out playing with people who are really fucking good at the game like makes the games a lot easier um i think i was playing well but i'm not gonna attribute everything to to me because i think that's a little uh um, uh i think you're playing better than me when we were doing like I, I think i like do my own part but i think like you were playing consistently better than i was when we played we only played like three of those games together though yeah mm-hmm. but like trevor was playing really really well um i i like I, like i said i do think i was playing well but you know it, there's a reason why duo queuing is like i i would say a little bit easier i wouldn't say it's like not like night and day easier no um because at the end you're still playing like generally the same games playing stuff like um, bottom together i think duo like is super advantageous but... yeah mm-hmm. but yeah. i mean neither of you guys play bottom no so <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah aside from that like i think that's it so we can uh we can just go ahead and move on with the show i suppose yeah um um cool any lead cast news uh, nothing other than we recorded our Patreon episode, which is up for $1 on our Patreon, patreon.com slash leadcast. Uh, Nick and I discussed a ton of things that people had arguments in the Discord about, like anything from NA versus EU to roll up strength um, and disparity um, to is coaching good, is voice chat good, all this stuff. We talked about all these things. I feel like we had pretty good discussions about most of them, yeah. mainly because we have different opinions on a lot of these things. Um, so make sure to go check that out. It'll be up on our YouTube channel in uh, like a month or so if you don't support our Patreon. Patreon, but you can get it now for just one dollar on patreon patreon.com slash leadcast pog 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 um we basically have zero new news um yeah. so instead why don't we talk about our new sponsor and this will be tangentially related to league or riot as a whole yeah yeah, no, for sure. Like, uh, it's one of those things where I sought out the sponsor. Um, once again, this is going to be a casual conversation because we don't want to talk about it in general, uh, but we thought we'd get a sponsor involved anyways. Uh, so I've been listening to Ruined King, and I know a lot of people in our Discord have been listening to Ruined King, um, the League of Legends novel. Um, first of all, it's really fucking good. Um especially like in its audiobook format because uh they have voice actors for all the major characters like it, it, that's sick uh, like, like the actual voice actors yeah or? so it's like that's I, awesome. I guess i don't want to spoil like who, who's in it but like obviously yeah. it, it's about the ruination so like you have people like viego Callista, etc right all these tangentially mm. related characters and they're all voice acted by their actual original voice actors and it's so that's fucking cool, cool. That's, uh, that's a really cool way to do it because i feel like uh, a lot of audiobooks are like have the different like voice mm-hmm. actors um like i don't think that's a unique thing 
but going from like the video game medium where you know those voice lines already exist to um to the audiobook medium is really really cool yeah so i was thinking that like at some point like if you and colton also uh listened to um the rune king through uh audible which is our sponsor now um then maybe at some point when we're all done it we can have like a little uh like book talk chat time discussion a little book I club i think it'd be a lot of fun um but yeah anyways we are sponsored by audible right now audible obviously is the biggest uh audiobook uh seller in the world uh they do it for a reason they're fucking good at it uh they put a lot of money into the books as we mentioned with ruination they have voice actors for all the different uh, uh characters which is fucking unbelievable You're, it feels so fucking cool man like I, i'm only like uh, maybe a third of the way through it right now but uh, i i look for reasons to drive places to listen to the book more but yeah uh, nice it, yeah no it's fucking like i'm i'm excited like i work from home a lot but like i'm excited when i have to go to the office because i get like a half mm-hmm. an hour in the car both ways yeah there's something special about like listening to uh like audiobooks or i've been listening to a uh, dungeons and dragons podcast mm-hmm. um and there's there is something very exciting about like oh yeah like half an hour of just like I don't have to focus on anything except for driving and, you know, this, this audio content. Yeah. But, um, anyways, we have our audible, uh, uh, sponsor. So if you guys want to get a free audiobook, you can visit audibletrial.com slash leadcast. That is audibletrial.com slash leadcast. The link will be in the description of the episode. We'll also post it in our Discord. Um, I would recommend listening to Rune Nation because we're all going to listen to it. We're hopefully going to chat about it. I feel like it's a perfect sponsor integration, especially now that the Rune Nation book is on Audible. Uh, once again, perfectly. Uh, it's one of the best like uh, voice acted books that I've listened to personally. So if you want to go get Rune Nation on Audible, that is visit audibletrial.com slash leadcast link in the description link on our uh, socials link on our discord you'll find it get your free audiobook and come into our discord and we'll chat about it hell yeah what do you want to talk about now do you want to go ahead and talk about um worlds or the format or we can talk Are about the actually... games first i want to talk about the format yeah i think so we should do the, the games let's do yeah. the games the games first and then it'll lead us into the next one i think yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah, so we had uh, T1 versus JDG and Genji versus uh, DRX. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first series, T1 won 3-1 to one versus JDG, but I feel like all the games were pretty close. Um, this was a very, very exciting series. Uh, big fan. Um, I, I went into it thinking that um, T1 and JDG were like 1-2 and two in the world mm-hmm. in terms of strength, and I, I sort of feel that way still. Um you know, I think there are other teams that have arguments for, like, specific, um, I guess, like, on paper reasons. But I don't know. There's something, like, about the eye test between the, both of those teams that, I don't know. They had they the it factor, you know? Yeah. For me, at least. <laughs> no, for sure. I completely am on the same page about that. I, I think, like... I mean, I, most people going into the tournament assumed JDG was going to win, I would say. It was JDG was number one, Genji was number two, and then probably... Somewhere in the ballpark of like T1, Tess, EDG, mm-hmm. RNG, and then the other Korean teams. Yeah. Um, and it's been flipped on its head a little bit. So. Yeah, definitely. It's It's been a, a very cool thing to see as the tournament evolves. Um, but yeah, did you have any, do you have any thoughts about this particular series? Any, um, um, um for being a it was a 3-1 right i believe yeah it was a 3-1 um for being a 3-1 it was really close like those games were like yeah, super competitive the game for game one fucking crazy game, game one was... might be the most like single insane like game i've ever seen it was actually it was actually wild yeah no it's it so insane. crazy um mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it the entire time. It was fucking sick. Uh, both teams are kind of insane. I do think the top matchup was fucking so much fun. Like, 369. Yeah, for like, sure. Even though, like, they got 3-1, 369, it looks still, like... I, I could argue 369 is the best top laner in the world. I, th- like, I think he is. Like, I, I don't think that's an argument anymore after that. I mean, the fact know, that he that went from particular... playing carries to, like... He played a Redacken game where he's like, he's the only way they can win, right? To the, immediately the next game, playing Sejuani. Which is fucking crazy that a carry player can go from one mm-hmm. to the other and look good on both right yeah yeah it was uh it was definitely a a good showing um uh i think obviously faker fucking good at the video game (laughs) somehow still yeah yeah hot a very hot take um his galio play in was it game one or game two um oh yeah yeah holy shit man I, i've never seen so like gross as a it, it's so yeah yeah it's so disgusting but like the way he was able to weave in and out of fights at like one hp was was so sick like yeah. 
absolutely insane. Knowing his phase rush is is in going going in for a bad trade just to proc phase rush to get away. Like, but buying so much time for so uh, so so crazy good. Um, and then I think uh, Gumiushi is is sort of like the the unsung hero. Um, turns out when you just funnel like a, a Lucian um, with a with a Nami, you, you you get a lot of gold, and the Lucian gets to do some really scary things. Yeah. No, it's super good. I'm I'm glad their bottom line's playing well again too. T ones because I think that was like the main thing is like Guma carry like carry is fucking insane all the time, but like Guma is yeah. looking like kind of not, maybe not shit, but like definitely not like he could compete with any of the Chinese bottom laners, um, like like at all. So it, it's really really mm -hmm. nice to see. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, otherwise, like man, I'm I'm I am very sad that JDG is out of the tournament after losing to I I think like the best team in the world current like they're, they're playing that way currently mm -hmm. um and it's very sad because i i think like if if we had double elimination and we'll, we'll talk about this in a little bit we'd absolutely be seeing these two teams play each other in the finals like in yeah. my opinion and it'd be cool to see how they like innovate and change their play style like they probably maybe put more emphasis on banning english nami they thought they could obviously get away with like leaving it open mm -hmm. uh it'd be super interesting to see like how they would uh change their game plan going into a new set but yeah it would be it would, it would be really cool um and um yeah uh that'll take us into the next series which was also a 3-1 right uh yes it was yeah because yeah, uh, yeah 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 3-1 yeah genji won the first game and then they got uh, uh yeah. fucking swept by drx which is crazy because i don't think anyone i think most people predicted genji 3-0 or maybe 3-1 at worst um but yes. I don't know. Like, uh, I think DRX drafted better in every single game. I think their players played better in almost every single game. Um, going into the tournament, I don't think anyone... Well, first of all, DRX is the four seed, which is crazy to me that they're uh, mm -hmm. in finals. That's really, really cool. Um, second of all, uh, it's really cool because I, I think, like, I was someone who's overall pretty positive about DRX, but, like, I still underrated them, right? I expect them to get 3-0'd by Genji um, because I think they probably have an equal or stronger top laner going into the tournament. Um, but their jungler was worse. Their mid laner was worse. Their bottom lane was like worse. Um, and watching that game, like their top laner crushed their jungler crushed Zeka fucking, I don't know how, how Zeka's playing. How about so a well. fucking Zeka diff dude? What yeah. the fuck? Like this, this player is, it, 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 he is the MVP of the tournament so far, in my yeah. opinion, just I mean, like exceeding expectations. Tremendously. Absolutely insane. Cause I was even high on Zeka. Like, uh, after, uh, I think it was after groups. I was like, this guy is like playing way better than he's expected to play. But like, mm -hmm. even then I was like, fuck, a a he still is like a Silas Akali plus a little bit of a yeah. fear, like three trick. Um, but no, the guy's just fucking cracked. Like it's actually insane how good he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He he's, he's diffing every single player. I think like that he's come across so far. Um, and on like, on we, on every side of every matchup, like we've seen him go um, like Silas into Akali a couple times and Akali into Silas a couple times mm -hmm. um, and like winning both sides of that, which is just absolutely wild because that's a pretty like um, I think at least Akali favored matchup in lane. Yeah. Um, and then probably out of lane, maybe a little uh, Silas favored. Yeah, Silas but, is probably um, the best mid at the tournament, I would say. But mm -hmm. like in lane, Akali can just beat him. So, yeah, but like winning both sides of that matchup at seemingly every single part of the game like just crazy the the dude is cracked uh and he's playing so well right now also watching piosic uh like piosic before he was a pro player he's a kindred one trick uh seeing him get to play kindred is fucking so i know it it was so cool watching him because like I, I don't this is probably not something a lot of people paid attention to but like they were pinging where the next mark would be like almost every single time on the minimap yeah like i i would see um i'm watching what is this game two right now and it's a uh, Graves versus Kindred. Um, as soon as Graves clears a camp and it shows on the map that it's gone, he's instantly pinging like, "Okay, it's gonna spawn here next." You know, this is like this is where it's gonna be. Uh, it's probably gonna be on Scuttle. Scuttle's gonna spawn here, and then we'll like transition this into something else. It's just, uh, it's 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 so impressive to watch like a, a good Kindred player um, and the communication that a professional team has with that. 
They also got the fucking god combo in game five where they had um uh Kindred Galio is really good. It's the same idea as like Kindred Camille, but like slightly worse, right? Where like you have a zone uh, that's Galio can ult it to. But they also had the Gragas, which Gragas Kindred is one of those oh. god combos where you get them low, they try to use your uh yeah. your lamb lamb's rest. And you just bunch that... knock them out. Mm. Yeah, you knock yeah, them out. Respite. Yeah, it's like dude, it's so fuck dude, I love combos like that. It's like the same like any combo in League of Legends is so fucking cool to me, right? Like Galio Kindred, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Greg's Kindred, Galio Camille, all those things. When or Kennen Nocturne is my favorite of all time. Like combos like that make me so fucking excited to see draft in League of Legends. Yeah, and and part of the reason that I think like it is so fun to watch teams play each other like more than just once, right? Is because you get these adaptations of like, okay, well we we, we are not gonna let. Nocturne Kennen through for the rest of the series. Like that's just two of our that's two of our bands, and we have to accept that. Like um, there, there's a draft. Um, was it game two? I want to say where yeah, it was game two where um, they were drafting right. So they they picked um, Caitlyn. Um, mm-hmm. they picked Caitlyn, and then uh, they had to decide like because uh, Genji had like a bunch of mids band out right. Um, so they had to decide, hey, do we pick up the Lux so we can have the Caitlyn Lux lane, or do we play something weaker? Um. Uh, and then get Zeka his, um, I think it was Silas was the choice, right? <laughs> they decided to pick um, up the, the Lux, uh, they decided oh, to pick mm-hmm, up Lux mm-hmm. Kindred, and so if Genji, because obviously now like they've committed to that, just bans out every single mid, so uh, Zeka plays Ari. It's like, fuck, dude, that's so cool, like, watching like the thought process there, because like, do we get Zeka a comfortable mid, or do we like make sure our bottom lane has the optimal bottom lane? And it's like, those things are so cool, like, I... I, Lucian's not good enough to play solo lane right now, but if Lucian was good enough to be played solo lane, I think we'd see tons of drafts based around the idea of, like, if they want to play Lami, Nami Lucian, they have to pick them both on the same round, or else we pick Lucian and play solo We just solo ban lane. one of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, like, right now, obviously, you can't really do that, because, like, Lucian's pretty yeah. shit without Nami. Uh, Nami's playable without Lucian, so you always pick her first. But, like, it, dude, if Lucian was good solo lane, this, like, drafting would be even more interesting, I think, in this tournament. But Oh, yeah, for sure. That would be uh, very exciting to, to, to watch. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, that's like, I don't know. It's so exciting to see those adaptations and, and like it figure out, Oh, uh, Oh, how do we beat them? Like in draft alone? Mm-hmm. Like they, they just have no chance because of how fucking good this draft was like that sort of, I don't know. Interaction between the teams is so exciting. Um, and taken, taken out a little bit by, uh, or a single elimination. Um, Oh, Which I, sure. I guess is is what we can talk about now. Um, I, I I definitely want to preface this by saying like if you like some single elimination, that's okay. Um, there's a lot of people that do I think because it, it um it's a more like casual friendly experience. It's easier to follow. Like hey, this team has to win or they're out. Um, and and it uh it it does lead to like really high stakes best of series. You know this is this is for everything. Every single tournament or every single series you're playing has to be like at your peak and the best team is going to be the team that gets hot at the right time. Um, but it also, like you were saying, does feel good to have like rematches. Like I'm, I'm super down for T1 JDG two because I don't think it is like so T1 favored that JDG would not have a chance in another series, you know? I, and I think that sort of like is missed a little bit by, okay, well JDG just, coin flip the wrong half of the um uh, a bracket whereas you know now uh, presumably other teams get easier paths to the same place mm-hmm. you know yeah for sure um do you want to quickly talk about uh double lib i guess yeah yeah that, that's what i was oh sorry that's what you're to. transitioning into sorry no, that's okay. <laughs> i missed the first like couple lines um I see. yeah mm-hmm. you know it's interesting because I, I i in my opinion the only reason double elimination is worse is if you are a fan of just an upset resulting in a higher placement, right? Which, I don't know. It, it seems weird. It's like, if you get high off of the fact of, like, a worse team can get to a higher point over an upset, I guess that's cool. Like, there's hype in that, right? Like, seeing Europe get mm-hmm. to finals, for example. I think Fnatic's probably the biggest example, right? They beat fucking Cloud9 in semis to get to finals. Um, yeah. We're, like... I don't think either of these teams are like top four probably that year. Um, maybe mm-hmm. Fnatic was top four. Cloud9 probably wasn't top four. Um, but I don't know. It's one of those things where like you, you have situations where a worse team makes it farther and that leads to a worse finals, right? Um, yeah. Double elimination guarantees always the top two teams will make it to finals um, because you have to get double upset to fucking 
be worse and get knocked out. Um, I don't know. It feels like there is some value, I guess, in having Cloud9 or Fnatic or G2 or whoever make it further. But I don't think that value ever outweighs the fact of having just a better overall tournament and more competitive games. Not to mention the fact that it's also just nice having more best of fives. Yeah, it, it is, in my opinion, pretty... Hmm. Um pretty one-sided in terms of like entertainment value like i find myself watching every single best of series um and and getting more excited over the storylines that that begin you know in like genji drx drx has not beaten genji in uh, a best of series in a very long time right like it's obviously been their kryptonite um and to see that overcome is is pretty exciting mm-hmm. um and, and i think like having more data points leads to a like a higher quality product and i think that's what double elimination offers is is just like it's more data like we get a better you know ranking of teams um like not, we we know that t1 is is like better than jdg or whatever and if they beat him again obviously t1 is better but what happens if jdg wins next time right like uh, i i think um that's sort of like the 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 reason why yeah. i'm i'm more excited about a, a best of series and and subsequently day um uh, double elimination as like an extension of a best of series right because then it, it just becomes like a best of seven or whatever a best of nine you know, yeah. and, and I think that's like super exciting. I guess the counterpoint like to that is the fact that like people go, oh, well, if DRX beats Gen G three one, and then they lose, obviously DRX is expected to lose to T one in the in the this would be winners final if this was double if there was double elimination, and then they have to play mm-hmm. Gen G again. Gen G three owes them, and it's like oh that it feels like it doesn't mean as much now that they won, but that's. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. It feels like that like isn't nearly enough of like a trade off to actually just get more fucking crazy series, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure. Um, I'm I've just been spoiled so much by other online gaming like tournaments being double elimination. Watching like watching a team run through the international on on a losers bracket run, um, like is in my opinion is just so much more entertaining than mm-hmm. okay, these two teams are undefeated and the winner takes all and that's it. The, seri- the game is over. You know, yeah. the, the tournament's over. Yeah, no, um, for sure. Um, I, I just think it makes overall better tournaments. Like, there's a reason why pretty well every major esport uses a double elimination. Um, I mm-hmm. understand sports don't use it, but sports are also fucking really different. I feel like that's a weird argument always. Like, a, a NBA team doesn't lose because they fucking banned dunking, right? Or, like... Yeah. Y- you know what I mean? But like, also, also, like, you can't just run back a... a um, uh, you, you can't just run back a basketball game after it's over, yeah. right? You know, that's not that's not really something that exists in sports. You know, once you're done with the game, it's sort of, okay, we need like a week to, um, we, we need a week to, to recover and get back to, to playing uh, level. Um, whereas like in League, you just queue up for another one. Did you right? ever like see the fucking thing? I think I linked it in our Discord where someone was like, I played like uh, semi-professional Dota. I think um, I did. And, uh, I'll have you know that like maybe it's not more uh, exhausting than playing sports, but there was definitely times where I had a series in Dota that like uh, was way more exhausting than like ever playing like <laughs> uh, two soccer matches back to back to back or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit, man? Like, I understand yeah, I would... like esports is like tiring. Like people like there's the thing where the study is like chess players burn like a shitload of calories while playing chess, right? That mm-hmm. being said, there still is a fucking difference of playing two best of fives in league of legends versus and running for 90 minutes straight yeah (laughs) okay we're we're, like we're we're trolling ourselves a little bit if we like it's a bit disin uh disingenuous to to make that argument that's Um, like the only thing that makes like me want to fucking shoot myself on reddit dude it feels like the opinions are only one side or the other there's never any like middle of the pack opinions Yeah, I, I think that's something that actually like has uh, it, it even extends beyond Reddit into the entire internet at this point. There's very few like actual open discussions where people go in with opposing viewpoints that are willing to be changed based on arguments made. Um, because I think that's a, like that's probably the most important part of discussion and arguments is like you have to be willing to change your opinion. Otherwise, like just don't talk to each other. Right. That's yeah. not I mean, you, you have to be willing to concede to the other side um, 
in the face of like new evidence. And I, I think like a lot of people are, are staunchly like this side and that's it period. Like I'm, I'm not changing anything. Like I I'm going to, regardless of any evidence that you present, you're not going to change my mind ever. Yeah. I don't even like think like changing your opinion is like the biggest, like just at least have like, like be willing to understand what they're saying. Like at the very least, I try to understand what someone's saying. Right. Like the, the amount of times that I read something, even in our own discord, we're like, it's pretty obvious that no one gives a fuck what the other person's saying. And yeah, like, like I've seen people be like, oh, but you just said this. It's like, dude, fucking, like, just, just think about it for one second. You obviously don't think this person meant X, right? You you obviously know they meant Y. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's like you can take any level of reasoning. It feels like it's a lot of, like, gotcha on shit. Dude, the amount of, like, Reddit threads, like, I still think Chovy's good, right? Uh, he's pretty obviously the... He, people expect him to be the best mid laner at the tournament. Uh, he obviously wasn't. Um, but people are like acting like ah, trophy's just always been shit. It's like no, dude, it's so fucking crazy. It feels like you're one side or the other, a hundred percent of the time. It makes me lose my mind. That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that. That's it. You know, that's the that's the argument is is A or B. There's yeah. the, it's so it's so binary, and there's no um, like nuance or anything like that. It just feels like at least like. Like, uh, I, I probably do it too much. I feel like I go, like, oh, in my opinion, I always preface it with, like, in my opinion, yada, yada, yada. Or I'll be like, oh, this is what this person was trying to say. But, like, even for, like, the, the choviest shit, he's never been good at international ones. You could easily just, like, rephrase it as that he's always been shit. Jovi had an insane, like, uh, LCK summer performance. Um, that being said, it, it is impressive that, like, every single year he manages to underperform at, like, international mm-hmm. events. It's like, how fucking hard is that? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, pretty, pretty difficult, unfortunately. Double elimination, good. Single, single elimination, bad. That's. I, I mean, that's how I feel too. I. I'm okay. I understand people wanting it to be single elimination. Um, I disagree, and I think it's, it's disappointing that we only get what eleven best of series, like international best of series, every yeah. single year. Um, when in reality, that should be probably two if not three times more than that it does sound like we're um, getting a lot of international changes based on the leaked eu stuff it sounds mm-hmm. like we're going to have a third international tournament whether it's like just maybe Good. west versus west um which i think is also fine as like a tournament um like a rift rivals-esque tournament like yeah there's leaked uh for valorant like a lot of people like were digging like saw something called rift rumble um mm. and they thought it was something valorant related it might at this point be nothing or it might be something league related um like another i think it's like it would be fine to have a uh na versus eu tournament i feel like that would make a lot of sense as like a first quarter of the or first third of the year tournament yeah i think that'd be good um i mean maybe even like immediately after preseason start starts to sort of show off the like all the new items and changes and and, and things like that maybe it's like a little bit less serious than msi is mm-hmm. Um, but maybe a little more serious than like Rift, uh, Rift Rivals used to be, or the whatever the the fun the four fun event was, you know. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I think that if we don't get best, uh, sorry, double elimination at Worlds next year, we won't get it because I think this is the year that we've seen the most backlash towards not having double elimination. Um, and I think if Riot doesn't change their course for next year, it's 2023, then we probably won't ever get double elimination at Worlds. I guess. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. Um, oh, I don't, I think I mentioned it before the podcast and not like to, um, on the podcast, but like, it is really funny to see like any, um, uh, anti double elimination arguments when one of the team, one of the teams in the finals, like <laughs> benefited from a double elimination, yeah. uh, 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 tournament, like, or a format in the tournament being the gauntlet for DRX. Like, I, it's just like a good showcase of what a team could do um given a second chance right oh for sure Uh, because otherwise we'd be getting live sandbox who like admittedly looked pretty fucking good with prince yeah um but i I, you know i'm excited for for death to be given a chance to win so yeah it'll be fun um who do you who do you have for Mm. uh for t1 DRX. I, I I think it's probably gonna like their reality is probably gonna be like t1 like 3-1 or something like that um that being said like i think the reason for my prediction of 3-1 is the same reasons why I expected Genji to 3-0. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> that was wrong. <laughs> so I think yeah. there's a chance, right? There's definitely like more of a chance than I had before. Um, but I still think it's like on paper, it's like, it, it, I, I don't know what lanes they win, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it would be really hard. I think like just going off of the eye test, like I said earlier, like to me, T1 looks better. Um, I can't really 
attribute like what that means. Um, but like there, some of their, their like macro choices in the JDG series were unreal things that I don't think anyone would ever expect to, to make like the double TP topside into realm warp to dragon pit mm -hmm. into like double split pushing. Like that whole series was so insane because I feel like they should have gotten like uh, abused for doing that. And they absolutely did not. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's fucking crazy. That was, it was so, mm -hmm. so sick. Yeah, uh, it was very was really exciting. good. I'm I'm very excited though. We'll watch the finals together. And we'll have a we'll have a blast. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Um, cool, cool, cool. Let's move into uh, we'll hear from uh, NordVPN. Yeah, so we'll uh, pop into our uh, ad read from NordVPN, who offers you the best in threat protection and privacy when you're out here browsing the internet watching your anime or watching worlds or even playing league of legends they offer a really great product where you can get vpn services you can do the password locker and generation or you can even get their complete plan with all of that plus an encrypted file locker to keep all of your top secret strats in <laughs> uh, all of that av is available to you at nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast where you're going to get a fatty discount four months of bonus content for free as well as as always with all of their stuff you're going to have a 30-day money-back guarantee if you're a crazy person who decides for some reason that you don't want it insane but uh yeah you'd be you'd be crazy because you get in there you've got that easy one click accessibility get on that server get fast high quality internet no matter where you're at they've got a server multiple servers near you to get it nice and quick it's like the fastest vpn out there they've confirmed it with speed tests <laughs> it's some really solid shit and you can go to nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast again four months for free big discount and that third day money back guarantee all of that available to you, our listeners. Thanks so much, NordVPN. All right. You ready to move into Roundtable, Eden? I sure am. I have some stuff pulled up on my other screen. I didn't write them down because we're recording at a weird time. But, for... <laughs> sorry, I have a bit of a cough still. Sorry. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, let me pull them back up. I actually like, uh, pulled them away. But uh, they are right here from our Twitter. Last week's question was... Um, what role slash class do you think needs some love from Riot and why? We got tons of responses again um, from Dragon Tamer. He says, um, I think buffing champs, uh, I think buffing champs need some love. Make me a champ that sacrifices my own stats to give an ally in a time of need. Like take away my movement speed to give AD movement speed to dodge hmm. that skill shot. Let me uh, give my mid laner my AP when they ult. Stats go to... Uh, go if I die though. That's kind of a cool idea. Like a like. <laughs> okay, I don't think it's actually good for the game, but I think it's a cool concept. It, it's almost like Yumi, but more stats and fewer and, and less like I just sit on you. Yeah, it's cool, though. Um, we got a response from uh, Fenrir from uh, Trinity Force podcast, actually. He says, I'd love to see Ooh. a revamp of an enchantress that's enchantress supports. They are boring to play, but spi add spicy picks to the meta in other lanes. I'd like to see less healing, more shielding on these type of champions for more skill expression to give the, uh, more windows to punish them. Yeah, I mean, the reality is, like, as much as people hate Yubi, she opens up probably, in theory, the most different picks for pro play. Like, there, there's a ton of pro picks, like in Jungle, for example, that can only be played in certain games with a Yumi, right? Like, something like a Rengar yeah. is super fucking good with Yumi. You're never seeing Rengar ever otherwise. You're probably not going to see him in general. But in theory, Rengar Yumi could be played at pro play just because she enables him to actually do the stuff he wants to do that he couldn't do with anyone else on his team. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's cool. Um, next is from Luke. He says there should be some more control top laners, uh, but not necessarily tanks that can frontline. Maybe some sort of shutdown anti carry top laners. What do you think of that? Um, that doesn't seem like a very fun thing to play against, but um, <laughs> seems fun I, to play I'm... as though. Yeah, exactly. It seems like you're playing like Maokai essentially, and then you just like shut down a carry, which I mean could be pretty fun. But I find I, I think a lot of people would be very against that. <laughs> Dude, it's just like the trap card of fucking top laners. That'd be sick. Like, if they, whenever they do something, you'd have a button that could cancel abilities. Oh, yeah, that's so funny. That's funny. Um, cool. Next is from our Discord. We got one from uh, Wallace. He says, uh, "Tanks too much penetration available with items." Uh, I think a lot of people like thought, thought tanks. I think most of our sponsor tanks. I'm trying to. <laughs> I would say it's the majority of them. Um, tanks are weird right now. Um, hopefully. 
What do you think about Cassante bringing it? Because he's supposed to be a tank, but he also is not a tank because he shreds 60% of his HP to Sometimes, damage. yeah. So. Um, I don't know. It should be pretty exciting. Uh, I, I think he he definitely fulfills a, a nice niche in um, uh, in the in the tank role. So I don't know. It'll be it should be cool. It's cool. Yeah, and one last response. I think this one's probably the most poignant one. Uh, is from Ejack. He says, "Honest to God, I think they're mostly fine. I just wish everyone wasn't so delusional to think that whatever role they play is doing poorly." Top mains True. constantly complain about how useless top lane is. ADC mains complain about how useless AD carry is, uh, and how much Riot is out to get them. Worst part is uh, those consider the other to be busted. Mids are mad because their junglers always suck. Junglers are mad because their team always flames them and never <laughs> helps. One of the reasons why I can't enjoy pro uh, play, another thing that everyone complains about, is because it's really nice to watch uh, team teams. Uh, sorry, one of the reasons I enjoy watching Pro Play uh, is because it's really nice to watch two teams play to win cons that may be completely different each game. We've seen teams play through, uh, play and win through top, jungle, mid, and bottom, and even supports have carried some games. Uh, everyone just needs to put their big kid pants on and realize that Riot hasn't forgotten their role and isn't out to get them. Mm-hmm. True and based. Cool. Uh, this week's round of questions is an easy one. Who's going to win Worlds this year? T1. T1? Um... Yeah, I think Faker's got the uh, the the plot armor going for fourth. Um, he's he's playing really well. The rest of his team is playing like extremely well. I think they're on the same page. Um, I think if you have the option, if you, I think if you have the ability to out team fight JDG, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and and give you the edge there. Yeah, yeah. No, I I also think that's probably the safe say uh, thing to say. Um, T1 yeah. just looks so fucking good. Uh, as much as I'd like DRX to win, I think it'd be like a crazy underhook story. I think T1 is. <laughs> It looks like destiny at this point. Yeah, I um, I, I also think if I had the option to pick, I'd probably just pick one for Deft. Um, but hey, pretty excited for um, to for for Faker to have his chance at a fourth. What do you think about the idea of uh, Faker skin being a legendary skin for uh, Worlds? Oh, that'd be so sick! I think it's a, like cool a legendary. Idea. I, I'm even done for like ultimate skin uh, upon his retiring, something yeah. like that. You know, like that would be so cool to me. Yeah. And also, what do you think about the narrative that uh, Bangi is still the GOAT because he's now coaching T1 and they're going to win? Um, <laughs> Like, better than Faker or... Uh, Faker can't win, with, win without Bangi, so... Because Faker... Now Bangi's his coach and now they're going to win because he couldn't win without him. Well, I think I think anyone making the argument that Faker isn't the, the best player <laughs> of all time is, is like, absolutely... Maybe, okay, the best competitive player of all time. You know, maybe there's, like, a, a fucking... Who's it? Apta... Uh, oh, yeah. for for solo queue or like i don't even think faker's the most mechanically gifted player um but if you're able to to make worlds what eight times and win half of them like or or, or some crazy stat like that i won't his like world's winning percentage be 50 percent if he wins this one he's he's like, missed two worlds since 2013 so that's okay so it would worlds. be higher than 50 percent yeah, yeah, because he, he's won three times. He's made finals one time that he didn't win. He's made semis once that he didn't win, I think. Like, how has, insane is he has, that? He has six worlds, I think, out of, like, the last nine years, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and, and winning three of them currently, four of them if he wins this one. Yeah. Would be, like, I don't, I don't know how you argue against anything but that. Did you see the graphic that's been going around recently that showed, like, um... It was a bar graph for per role for T1, and it showed like, um, you know, whoever was in the top lane oh, yeah, yeah. jungle, like, and 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 it displayed like how long they were on the team in in comparison to how long the team's been around, and like the middle just being Faker, yeah, was like insane. And obviously, he hasn't been like one hundred percent the guy all the time forever because you know we we've had a, a couple of um, subs like rotate in and out, but. The fact that you're still like at that level, you know, ten years into your career is like it's insane. It's, it's also wild. really cool to see because I, I would say no, maybe not last year, but the year before, I would say most people were like, okay, Faker's on the decline. He's yeah. still like mm -hmm. probably the third, fourth best mid in the in LCK, but he's not like a top of the top anymore. And the fact that he's like actually like contending for number one right now is fucking crazy. Yeah, like I, I don't think he's gonna like mid diff a lot of people. Um, but he, I feel, I feel like he plays mid the same way that you play top and that <laughs> fuck it. I'll, I'll sack this for my team. Like, and I think that's exactly what fucking Zeus and Gumi Yushu need, you know? 
Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, he can play anything too. Like he still has played like the Akali and shit too. It's not like he can't play like carry mids either. It's not like he's like his Akali. Fully... This tournament has been so clean. Yeah, actually, so sick. Um, but yeah, very exciting. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. You move into male fight. Yeah, male fight. All right. Uh, first emails from Fiatus. He says, "Hello, my dudes. Over the uh, last few weeks, the difference between various regions has been highlighted, both in uh, regard to pro play and solo queue. I wondered why do you think that leagues like the LCK and LPR are so much better than the rest of the world? And regarding solo queue, do you think there's a difference in relationship between skill and rank, depending where you live? For example, would a bronze player play playing on Korean servers be silver or gold if you started playing in NA solo queue? Uh, you're welcome for the perfect length of this email. Many thanks. Keep up the hard work, Fiatus. So this is definitely something we've talked about in the past." Um, where, um, like there, there are a lot of, um, I think societal differences in Korea and China that lead to a lot of, um, uh, a, a better starting point for a lot of players and organizations, I'll say, um, where that like esports as a career is sort of more embraced in, um, in the Eastern mm -hmm. like regions, uh, where it's not like, it's not unheard of for someone who has been playing league since they were like 10 um, to have like coaches and, and, you know, the support of their family. Uh, and um, that's very, very rare. I would say um, in, in the, uh, the Western regions. Um, yeah. I mean, like, uh, Starcraft has been on TV since like early two thousands. Right. So, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like it's one of those things where like, even, yeah, like you mentioned, like it'd be unheard of for like a fucking 16 year old kid to like sign with a team in North America and then like live at their gaming facility. Right. Yeah, exactly. Who do you think the most popular, like North American esports star is probably double if I would say probably double. If you think, yeah. do you think if you went up to a, like the average, um, North American individual and you said, Hey, do you know who double lift is? No, it's like, I, I think that's pretty obvious, but I think if you went up to the average, like, um, like, um, you, you know, South Korean, uh, person and you said, Hey, do you know who faker is yeah. like, there's probably a much greater shot of that being like, yeah, of course it's faker. Right. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree. Um, and then, yeah, the, the, the solo queue, like just format, I suppose is, is better. I think, um, it, it, it's pretty obvious that the relationship between skill and uh, rank is different depending on where you live. Uh, there are a lot of people who go to like the Korean solo queue server just for that. You know, there's a, there's a reason why uh, Nice said, I'm going to be challenger on Korea because then it just sort of like lays all your doubts to rest. Yeah, for right? sure. And it's one of those things where like, even just like looking at player population, it's pretty obvious. There's a lot of people who play League of Legends in North America. North America is fucking massive. Like, uh, Canada, U.S. is like 400 million people, right? Um, that being said, we have 1. like 4 million players, ranked mm -hmm. players this season. Like you can check active ranked players, people who have played uh, their 10 pr uh, promotion or provisional games or whatever they're called, um, placement games. Um, we have 1.4 million uh, yeah. out of 400 million people. Korea has 4.2 million active ranked players this season, uh, and mm -hmm. they have a population of 50 million. Like they have almost 1% of the Korean population has played ranked League of Legends this year. That's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. That's like, insane. I, I, don't, I don't know. And I also think like something like like smurfing and stuff is a bigger thing in North America than it is in Korea. Not that people don't have multiple accounts, but I think it's like a way more normalized thing. Um, so yeah, so that that real number of of unique players is lower than um, than it should be in North America. It's, it's obviously is lower in North America and higher in Korea, yeah like as a percentage there's obviously smurfs in every single region but I, yeah I, yeah yeah and this is just like conjecturally it's me assuming this but like i think it's a safe assumption but either way it's like no no I, th I think it's almost a guarantee that you don't need a social security number to make an account in in na right yeah, for sure uh so, so like it's one of those things where it's like it's already 10 percent 10 times uh higher percent of population playing the game uh in korea and north america i would love to see the just general league of legends numbers because i remember like uh, 2016 or so they put out a thing showing um how many how, like uh popularity of game modes by region and north america fucking loves arams and normals by the way <laughs> and, like korea plays almost zero normals and zero like fun game modes arams and shit like that and it's like but, like, they're obviously, like, 1% of their fucking population of their country plays ranked. So, like, I bet it's, like, people who play League of Legends in Korea, I bet it's, like, 80% of people play ranked. Whereas in NA, I bet it's, like, 20%, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think that's 
I think we've addressed it. Thank you, Fetus. Uh, our last email is from Actual Yordle, our current leader of the Pickums, fucking crushing everyone. Yeah. Howdy, boys. Actual Yordle here, and I have two points for your, of discussion for you all today. Firstly, I would love to uh, have it to know what Yordle is your favorite, and why is it not Rumble? Obviously, had to ask. In the actual point of discussion, do you think your statistics tab um, in the league client is true to your ELO? I can't see how it functions well considering my Rumble stats in mid-jungle top are all surpassing masters and challenger players while i'm sitting at gold four lastly would you prefer something like uh what they did in what i believe was 2014 where they uploaded all end of year statistics including most built items amount of pentacles total gold earned and much more for the entire year i personally wish it wasn't a one-time thing and wish they would bring this back uh thanks sorry so much for the length of this email from an actual yordle you what's your favorite yordle yeah i was gonna say like for playing i think it's probably Timo, actually Timo or Poppy, um, and for like actually like uh, how how much I actually like them, I think like I think Kennen is probably the most interesting or Vex, one of those two. Uh, I think I think I'm in the same boat as you. I I think Timo's probably the most fun to play for me, um, or um, like a, a, a Vigar maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a fun like archetype to play, uh, and I think I think that's my I play this character to piss off other other yeah. players. Um, I just played him today in an ARAM and uh, Emaxed because You're I thought so it would be the most fun. Uh, I to be fair, we I played with like a Tom Kenshin Pike, so I thought it would be a lot better if I hey, I'm just gonna put down the cage and like it'll set up really nicely for them. Um, but and, and Timo's just fun to play. Yeah. Timo's fun to play, man. Um, Otherwise, yeah. So our your statistics tab. I don't take a a lot of look here. That's an easy one though. Like it's the same thing. So like statistics tab is actually kind of interestingly good. I think it's like not perfect by any means, but it like breaks it down into a bunch of categories. The biggest thing to note, and I always always say this, only look at compared to your own ELO, or maybe like one ELO up, one ELO down. Because if you're like silver and you're looking at master tier, the difference between your stats and the master tier stats is you're looking at yourself playing against silver gold bronze <laughs> yeah. players versus master tier players which are playing versus uh uh-huh. d1 master challenger players right so yeah, exactly there's a bit of a difference like it, it, it's great if, if you have good kdas and stuff like that but like you're also playing versus people who are 2000 lp lower um mm-hmm. and that's not to bash you i i just think it's like relevant right like um I can look at like myself versus bronze players, and I have worse stats than some bronze players because I'm not playing versus bronze players in master tier. Um, yeah, it's just an important thing to note. Um, just stats are obviously relevant to uh, your own elo. Uh, that being said, I, I think looking like one tier up is always interesting, like just to see like see if they do anything better. Like uh, I wouldn't mm-hmm. look at it like yourself compared to them, but like looking at it more like uh, yourself versus your elo versus themself versus the field. Right? I think that's a better way to compare stats. Yeah, and it's easy to um, uh, uh, look at specific things and say like, "Oh, we weird." In in you know, I'm in I'm in silver, and gold players are you know getting double my ward score. Oh, yeah. okay, that's something I'm going to focus on going forward. You yeah, know, no. so, something like that, or like, wow, challenger players have really high kill participation. Like, I, I'm going to go watch some content and see like what they do. Oh, they they actually leave lane, you know, whenever skirmishes happen in the jungle. Yeah, like a, a good example is like if I look at my Tom Kench stats, um, I uh, my income dude is fucking so low. I I so average Tom Kench is minus four, uh, sorry six point four CS uh, at fifteen. <laughs> um, I'm minus twenty one CS at fifteen, which obviously is bad. And I obviously need to improve that. That's a pretty straightforward thing. That being said, I can also compare that stat to hey, look at my Rome dominant score where I the average Tom Kench Rome dominant score is one point zero two. It's the number of assists, kills, whatever in other lanes pre fifteen. Mine's double that. Like, I have double the amount yeah. of kills assists in other lanes pre-15 than any other Tom Kenshin Master Tier. Like, other the, mm-hmm. the pack of Tom Kenshin Master Tier, right? Uh, and it, it, it's very hard to see that because you can't look at individual other players. You can only look at it versus the pack. So uh, I understand why my CS score is this, but, like, if every other Tom Kenshin was the opposite, it would be very hard for me to understand why this is happening, right? But Yeah, exactly. But just compare your own stats to the pack and then... Try not to compare it to too high, too different of an ELO up or low, or also like you start seeing some whack stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, wow, I'm I'm fucking better than Fager. Yeah, it's because because <laughs> he's playing in Zeka, or yeah. you know he's playing in Chovy. This is you, you know it's not the same competition that you have. Um, but yeah, it's still fun, and obviously 
the more stats that that you can get in the 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 higher quality stats that you could receive is is better um uh, there there was that one year i think he's talking about where like you could see okay how many times did you cast that was so sick like lucian q right how many times did you press this button like over the course of a year like that was really cool um and yeah of course i wish they would do it again um and i think uh, a lot of people do (laughs) right would do a lot of things (laughs) yep exactly um anything else no that's it like uh, other than that just like hey check out audible please do uh it helps us out if you do it also uh we'll do like a little book discussion at some point and you can be in the loop for it so it'll more people in the loop for it the more it feels like actually good content for us to make yeah for sure maybe that'll be like a patron something yeah then we can maybe. transfer we'll it to see. like a freeze thing after that'd be fun yeah but, uh, something yeah. like that we'll so figure it out yeah um, awesome. If you want to send us an email, it is mail at leecastpodcast.com. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Basket and Leecast Frost. On Twitter, we're at Leecast. On Facebook, we're Leecast. Visit our website, leecastpodcast.com. Oh, oh no. We got a, we got a dog running loose. Um, join our Discord server, discord.gg slash Leecast, and support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Leecast. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>